0: Welcome to
1: Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Dane here with Wags. Wags, we're three and zero. We're playing the Atlanta Falcons on Monday Night Football, and then we get a bye week. So this is a really important matchup, I think, this week uh, against a, a, an Atlanta team that's had some losses, but I think that they're still very, very dangerous.
0: Yeah. So this is a, a lot of familiar faces on this Atlanta team too, and a coach. Of course, uh, a lot of talk this week with Coach LaFleur, uh, spending some time there as an assistant coach and certainly very familiar with the Falcons and vice versa. So um, some, some connections both on the field and some of the battles we've had in the past, as well as with this coaching staff. Uh, but I think before we dive into it, obviously by now anyone listening is well aware uh, of some of the uh, big injury news that uh, unfortunately uh, has hit us uh, this week. Um, and, uh, if you uh, haven't been paying attention, of course, um, or haven't heard uh, both, uh, Christian Kirksey and Lazard placed on injured reserve. So, Dane, I think we should just touch on that real quick. Uh, how big of a blow are both of these losses?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, so expected, I think, uh, certainly the Kirksey one, I'm not too surprised with, um, that one. We kind of got an indicator, I thought, uh, Previously, But this Lazard one, Wags, uh, I was shocked to, to learn that he had ha- already had surgery by the time we had learned of the injury. Um, after such a monster game last week on Sunday Night Football, uh, it's really disappointing, I think, for Lazard. And uh, for us, uh, I thought that Lazard was really building on something special. Um, I've, I've read at least a month he's going to be out but that one's going to be tough because we've already got some uh, question marks of the depth at the wide receiver position. And uh, now without Lazard and with a banged-up Devonte Adams – uh, the Packers are really going to be calling on some young guys, uh, and and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about that here momentarily. But uh, right now, the roster is pretty thin at wide receiver, so I'm expecting some call-ups from the practice squad as well uh, just to have enough bodies out there uh, on Monday Night Football to be able to field and, and play at the offense.
0: Yeah, certainly this wide receiver group, Uh, a lot of fans and outside prognosticators and experts felt the Packers may have uh, gambled a little bit by not being more aggressive and addressing that position, both in the draft uh, and in free agency. Uh, And now uh, the early, perhaps the front office looks good, uh, but now with some injuries uh, biting us a little bit, uh, it's really going to be tested Uh, and it's, it's, easy to forget because they were not on the field at all uh, at the start of the season in any games. Uh, But in addition to Lazard, we did not have EQ Mm in St. Brown, and I don't know how big of a role he was going to have in the offense this year, uh, but he has been hurt all season. And certainly... This was something we knew we were dealing with before camp even started. But Devin Fenches was, was a guy that the front office did sign. And I I don't know if he would have made the team, how big of a role he would have had. But now the depth is, is being tested. So either way, those have some domino effects uh, now as we get into the regular season. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, if either Lazard or EQ are able to come back fully healthy and uh, help this team hopefully sooner than later, but I, I'm not sure, and at least in the meantime, uh, we're going to have to talk about some of these other guys and we'll do that here. I think as we go through these uh, offensive uh, position groups and, and what, what we're going to plan to do against the Falcons this week. So anyway, I think that's kind of uh, what we're dealing with and, and it's just going to have to be uh, something that the, the team moves forward with and, and hopefully it doesn't, uh, Impact us too much on the field this week. Yeah. Uh, so Dane, let's, let's let's look at the Packer offense against this Falcons defense. Um, this week we do get an extra day, uh, Monday night, um, and I think just kind of looking at some of the other injury news, we we have what I think are, are some good news, is in that Josiah Debara and Devontae Adams uh, return to practice on the offensive side of the ball this week so do you feel like it it looks like Devontae is uh, a limited participant in practice all week so you would think that would mean he might go but when it's a hamstring, soft tissue it's probably just going to depend on how he's feeling uh, in pregame so uh, are we going to assume he's going to play or or what is your feeling on that Uh, and uh, if he's unable to go what what do you think the Packers need to be prepared to do offensively um, yeah. uh, without potentially Devontae Adams or Alan Adam Lazard this week against the Falcons?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and uh, it looks like Mercedes Lewis is doubtful as well, the tight end position. Um, so, Wags, I, I, I'm curious to see what we do with Devontae, because I know that earlier in the week Coach Lafleur commented that uh, – the fact that the Packers have a bye week after this week has no bearing on if either Kenny Clark or Devontae Adams is going to play this week. Um, however, if Devontae's unable to go eggs, we have three guys on the active roster right now at the wide receiver position. MVS, Malik Taylor, and Darius Shepard, who was just called up last week. Um, that's it. That's what we have at wide receiver. Um, So if you look down the list at our practice squad right now, we have a slew of wide receivers there. I would expect potentially to see um, maybe two wide receivers potentially even get called up, at least one um it, whether Devontae can go or not uh but I I'm looking at either a Robert Foster a wide receiver that played for the Buffalo Bills last season uh he would have a limited route tree I imagine at this point he came in after final cuts um but I think he's had enough time to at least uh, have uh, a grasp of the offense and run some plays he's a bit of a deep threat uh he he's had 600 plus yards receiving in a season so he has at least um, shown at the NFL level that he can make some plays. The other guy I'm looking at, of course, is Reggie Bengleton, um, played in Canada last season. Uh, Reggie's somebody who I thought, um, you know, flashed in camp from what we heard, uh, a guy who's a really hard worker, uh, somebody who has a ton of highlight real catches from Canada, uh, but the question is, can that translate to the NFL level? So, um, I don't know if I have a lot of insight into if Devontae is going to play or not. Um, I sure as heck hope he is able to. Uh, but if he isn't, I think the contingency plans the Packers have are very, uh, likely to be, uh, one or both of Reggie Bengleton and Robert Foster. Um, earlier this week, we signed Caleb Scott, wide receiver, and also, uh, Juwan, uh Winfrey, who played for the uh, Broncos last season. Uh, but they're, they're brand new to this offense. They're brand new to the, um, to uh, the Packer culture. So I don't expect either one of those guys would be able to be ready to go in time for Monday night. So Wags, I mean, it's going to be a lot of new faces potentially out there at the wide receiver position. And I think that all the more reason the Packers are going to need to dominate the line of scrimmage and they're going to need to be able to run the football. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and, um, and actually Tyler Irvin as well, um, could potentially be Uh, playing significant roles here. I know that they normally do already, but even more so if we're going to get this victory on Monday Night Football.
0: Yeah, I think they just need to probably dust off the Week 2 play uh, book against the Lions, uh, you know, maybe come up with a couple more wrinkles uh, and really rely heavily on this round game. Um, It looks like, again, Mercedes Lewis being out is is a significant impact potentially to... Uh, the run uh, blocking, because yeah. he's your best uh, blocking tight end. Uh, but if uh, if we're able to get um, DeGuara back, that's going to be a boost, uh, I think, potentially to build on what they did last week and some of the play action. Uh, and uh, we know that on Thursday uh, in the press conference uh, with Coach Lafleur, he mentioned that they need to do a better job of getting Corey uh, – I'm sorry, A.J. Dillon – Uh, some opportunities to run the ball as well. So I think they're going to be run heavy uh, this week, or I shouldn't say run heavy in terms of that's uh, going to be most of their offense, but I do think it's going to be a lot of run and and, uh, run play action. Um, And they, I I like your mention of Tyler Irvin. Uh, They can use him to stretch the field side to side. Um, and I think, you know, you're looking at a guy like MBS and if Foster's elevated, those are the guys that they're going to take some shots over the top with. Um, and that could be a little bit boomer, but I'm honest and not just be rolling up trying to sell out to stop the run. Uh, although if you're the Falcons, um, you know, you're going to have to make some decisions, right? Uh, because, it's pretty hard to sell out again, the way Aaron Rodgers is throwing the football right now. I don't care who they have lining up at wide receiver. Uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see if they decide to get pretty aggressive. Um, and, and just try to make some choices in terms of, well, I, we don't know if we can stop this Packer offense straight up anyway. Um, maybe we just take some gambles. And so that could potentially, be problematic. Uh, I don't think this Falcons' defense uh, scares anyone. Uh, however, uh, with some of the guys that were potentially missing, especially if Devontae is unable to go, um, if if we're not timing-wise um, and continuity-wise on point in the pass game with some new guys having to get thrown in there, uh, that could uh, potentially disrupt some things uh, for this Packers offense. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if if it's a little bit, maybe a little bit more of a struggle potentially early on, hopefully they're. I do think they're going to be able to open things up as the game goes on. And um, I think we're going to see a little bit more, um, you know, uh, throwing to the running backs as well. I think the running backs last year were very heavily involved when Devontae was out um, in a few of those games, so we could see some more of that this week as well. Yeah, I
1: Wags. I I will say that uh, I'm going to give credit to the Uh They were doing a review of uh, or previews for this week, and I was kind of reading up on the Falcons a little bit. And they did a they did a preview Falcons defense versus Packers offense. Who wins this matchup? The sub headline is it's pointless. All hope is lost. <laughs> and I really liked that. That made me feel a little bit more encouraged um that the Falcons defense has been having. Uh, quite a bit of struggle uh, early this season. Um, I thought something that's really noteworthy is the injury list right now for the Atlanta Falcons, particularly Wags, Ricardo Allen starting safety uh, and uh, Keanu Neal starting safety. Both of them have been ruled out for Monday night football. So um, what we do have here is a scenario where, um, without those two starting safeties in the backfield for uh, the defensive backfield for Atlanta, um, if the Packers are able to start running the ball, uh, be, be able to just you know make the Falcons be honest. If they start to cheat up with some um, more inexperienced safeties, this could be the opportunity where the Packers, to your point. Uh, could open things up a little bit more and uh and you know if there's some miscommunication from guys that aren't normally out on the field as much for atlanta uh i do expect aaron Rodgers to try to take advantage uh, of um this inexperienced uh defensive backfield for atlanta uh, at the safety position i think that that's one of the things Rodgers does so darn well is he's going to be able to key in on guys that maybe are a little bit out of position and he's going to take his shots on uh on, on uh um, on Monday night, um, and I think that that should worry Atlanta quite a bit. Is you're going into this game down two guys, uh, and even with the Packers decimated by injuries at wide receiver, even if Adams can't go, we do have a deep threat in MVS, and all the more reason I could see Foster getting elevated to the active roster wags at least for uh, for this matchup because he is another burner, and uh, all it takes is Rodgers to you know have an open guy streaking down the field, and that's going to be six points.
0: Yeah, I, I think one other thing that's mentioning worth mentioning is potential concern with Corey Lindsley popping up uh, on the injured report too. It looks like this offensive line was finally getting healthy. He practiced all week and then uh, had a DNP on Saturdays. so um, that's that's certainly concerning uh, with the groin. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that develops. As well, uh, because he's been playing some fantastic football uh, so far this season. So, uh, again, just when you think that offensive line is 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 getting back to potentially being as fully healthy as they've been, um, now now we could have an injury at center position, and that would be a that would be a pretty big loss as well, um, even if it is short term or just for a week. Uh, as we go into the buys. so
1: Yeah, uh, Wags, the musical chairs continue on the offensive
0: line, potentially. If he can't go,
1: I've got to think that Lucas Patrick slots in there at the center position. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that means Ricky Wagner kicks out to right tackle and Billy Turner moves back inside. Um, the Packers have options, uh, but certainly we don't want to see Corey Lindsley go down uh, this year at all. Uh, but in a matchup like this right now, I mean, I, I just – if we're already down our offensive firepower uh, from the passing game perspective, to lose that center position going in on such short notice, too, I think does cause um some some room for, for concern. I'm definitely with you on that. For sure. And
0: I think one other point I'll make is, uh, you know, the Packers are uh, offensively, they're going to, you know, take all the points they can get. But it, this wouldn't be the worst week if they are, are – you know, controlling the clock a little bit, like they were able to do against the Vikings in Week One, uh, keep keep the ball uh, away from this Falcons offense. I t- to me, the only way the Falcons can make this interesting and and you know they, and keep things close and you know, dare I say, even pull off a win against the Packers, uh, is if this gets into a track meet in uh, I, I think that's what they're going to want to do. That's what they're going to try to make. This game is a fast paced track meet where it's going back and forth. And it's, it's one of those situations where whoever ha- happens to have the ball last could win the game. Uh So if I'm the Packers, I'm doing the best I can to avoid uh, that. And, you know, the game's going to have to play out how it plays out. Uh, so there's only so much you can do to control that. But um with, with the personnel that they're looking at and what they're dealing with right now, uh, it might make some sense to really just try to lean on this ground game. And I, I think they can be successful running the ball against this Falcons defense. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, if they're able to do that, some nice, nice long drives and just, just, uh, kind of let Rodgers pick them apart underneath. Um, that would also, uh, perhaps give, some of these new receivers that he will be working with an opportunity to get some confidence early in the game. Um, Maybe they make sure that they um, are on the same page and you're not running as many deep routes. There's a few less variables from a timing standpoint and and the reads that they're having to make. So um, that could, certainly help both wide receiver and quarterback as well um so anyway dane anything else on the offensive side of the ball we didn't really touch too much uh you mentioned some of the guys on the the falcon secondary is there anyone else on the falcon's defense or anything that you think they may try to do defensively that we haven't talked about
1: yeah, so, yeah, I mean, looking at the, their their defense right now, they've got some uh, banged-up uh, guys across the defensive line as well. Uh, looks like Grady Jarrett was a um, was limited participant for them. Uh, that would be a significant loss for them if he isn't able to go. That guy is an absolute monster. Um, Deion Jones is a pretty darn good cover linebacker, so I expect to see him uh trying to cover our running backs. I just don't think that um no matter what, Aaron Jones out of the backfield's a mismatch, right? Um Jamal Williams, too, this year, I think Jamal Williams is playing the best football of his life. And um I as good as Deion Jones can be uh in covering guys out of the backfield, I think that the Packers running backs are just a little too athletic, a little too slick for him. Um but I do expect to see that happening and I, I'm expecting them to try to manufacture uh, as much pressure as they possibly can. Uh, you know, having Dante Fowler coming off the edge there uh, wouldn't surprise me. I expect them to, um, you know, show quite a bit of stunts. Um, that, that kid at DeMonte Casey is a guy who's kind of a wily safety for them. Uh, he runs and ranges around the field, so I could see him uh, being moving around a little bit there as well, uh, a little bit similar to what we do with Raven Green. Uh, at times, or with a Will Redman at times, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there uh, doing some stuff, but uh, Wags overall, this defense uh, doesn't really scare me, even with the limited, um, the, the, the limited, uh, with injuries that we have on the offensive side of the ball, I just think that we're a better football team uh, offensively than they are defensively, um, and Aaron Rodgers, of course, is the you know, 800 pound gorilla in the room. Uh, he, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in football. He's playing incredibly high level right now. And, uh, I, I think that he's going to be able to recognize any of these, um, these blitz packages that Atlanta's going to throw at the Packers. And, uh, they're going to try to stop the run. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I still think that Rogers are uh, able to work in some of the tight ends. Last week, I just don't think that the Falcons are going to be able to keep up with our tight ends or our running backs. And I think from an offensive perspective, I expect the Packers to keep the party going for another week uh, heading into the bye week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the only thing uh, that can stop this Packers offense right now is if, if they just kind of are not as sharp as they've been the last few weeks uh, and have a quote-unquote uh, letdown game. uh I don't think the injuries, uh, with the number of injuries that the Falcons defense has, uh, in their own right, that you just went through, uh, and not really a very good defense anyway. Uh, right. it's, I'm not too concerned about this defense. To me, it's just, can the Packers offense keep doing what they're doing? Um, if they're, if they play anywhere close to the level they've been playing the last three weeks, um, I think they uh, can do more than enough to dominate this. Fal- Falcons uh, defense. So, okay, let's just jump over to the other side of the ball then. Um, so, offensively, uh, we're well acquainted with uh, Matt Ryan, at quarterback. Yes. He's had some awful good games against the Packers over the years. And certainly uh, the Falcons are not a divisional opponent, so we're not playing them every year. But we've seen him in the regular season. We've seen him in the playoffs. Um, and he's been uh, part of that team for quite some time now. Um, and he's had some really good games against us. Uh, and then I think the biggest thing for this Falcons offense is uh, can Calvin Ridley and can Julio Jones go? Um, similar mm-hmm. to Devante Adams, they've been limited participants and are both listed as questionable. I would tend to guess, you know, just playing the odds, at least one of them will get to play. Um, so, uh, let's just assume both of them are, are going to be out there Monday night, just, uh, from a scouting, uh, report standpoint, um, Let's walk through then uh, what do this Packers uh, defensive backs need to do uh, as they match up against two very prolific and talented wide receivers. We don't need to talk about how good these guys are. Right. Uh, what do they do to try to slow these guys down?
1: Well, I, something that was concerning was uh, Jair Alexander popped up on the did not practice uh, list here today. Uh, and he's listed as questionable for the game. So, um, that's concerning. <laughs> Particularly if Julio Jones and Ridley are both able to go for Atlanta. Um, that, that changes things significantly. But uh right now he was able to practice the, the days prior. I'm gonna be hopeful and think that he's um that they gave him more of the rest day than anything else. Uh so I'm gonna assume that uh Jair's able to go, Kevin King's able to go. I really like how our guys can match up. Um, with these uh the Atlanta receivers and I uh, frankly I like how the Packers defensive backs can match up with pretty much any wide receivers uh in the league. Um, I like that uh, King right now, uh, Kevin King Wags isn't getting enough credit, I don't think um, from um, from Packer fans, from media. Uh, I think that he's just gone about his business this year and has played some really sound football. Uh, oftentimes the breakdowns that we've seen on the defensive side of the ball to start the year, it's not on Kevin Kane. Uh, I think that he's played really nice. Um, but, Wags, I think that um, the running game for Atlanta doesn't really frighten me all that much. Uh, with all due respect to Gurley, he's not the same guy he was when he came into the league. Um, pretty clear that some of his athleticism and speed has been sapped uh, due to injury over the last uh, few seasons so he's more of a guy who gets his yards gets his touchdowns mostly out of the fact that he just gets a lot of opportunity but he's not somebody that I don't think is going to be able to run away from our defense so really I think that the Packers are going to dare Atlanta to run the ball and they're going to do everything in their power to stop the pass now that's Easier said than done, Wags, because this offensive line for Atlanta, uh, much like the Packers have been able to do for Aaron Rodgers, this offensive uh, line for Atlanta has really been able to keep Matt Ryan upright and, um, and keep his jersey clean this season. That makes me a little bit nervous because uh, we're seeing Rashad Gary's uh, questionable as well. You know our pass rushers. Uh, We've got some injury concerns there, so Wags, I think that what the Packers are going to need to do, like a lot of weeks, is try to get in there. I'm not saying we're going to be sacking Matt Ryan a lot, but I'm saying just try to make him uncomfortable. Try to move him off of his spot. Matt Ryan is definitely a creature of habit in that respect. If you watch his footwork, he's a guy that likes to have his feet planted as much as possible when he's throwing the ball, and when guys start to get down there around his legs, or or guys are starting to get there and make the pocket collapse a little bit, that's where Matt Ryan starts to get flustered. That's where the incompletions start to come in. That's where maybe a turnover here or there comes in under Matt Ryan. Uh, So really it's taking away those passing lanes. You don't need to knock him down every time. You just need to disrupt enough to get him off of his game. And if you get him off of his mark, I think that the Packers' defense can be opportunistic and we can win the football game.
0: Yeah, I think that's the key point there, because they need to be able to, to dial up a little bit more pressure this week. Yeah. Um, that's really the only way you can slow down uh, Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, is if Matt Ryan isn't able to have time to get them the ball. All right, so <laughs> that, it's, you know, these guys in the secondary, I, I have a lot of confidence in them, but uh, it's, asking a lot to try to stop either of those guys. I don't really think you can stop Julio Jones. Right. And Calvin right. Ridley is merging into a, a very, very, very good receiver in this league. So I don't really think you can stop both of those guys cumulatively. Uh, right. It's right. about it's about being able to get pressure up front. So it will be interesting to see if Kenny Clark's able to go. Uh, because the way King, Kingsley Kiki was getting pressure up the middle, if if he's ready to go and those two guys can be disruptive up the middle, um that's that's can cause a lot of problems for quarterbacks like Matt Ryan who aren't traditionally gonna scramble or move around a lot. He's comfortable, he's a big guy, um he can move around in the pocket pretty well. Uh but uh when you have pressure up the middle, that's when it becomes a problem for someone uh, like a Matt Ryan. So uh and and now we can limit their run, as you mentioned uh with a guy like Todd Gurley, uh, then look out. We got the guys on the edge to 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 you know bring the the uh pressure as well. So I think this could be potentially a game that they could get loose. You're right, they protected Matt Ryan pretty well, but uh when you look at the matchups that they've had, uh neither the Seahawks uh nor the Cowboys uh really have uh much up front in terms of pass rushers. Uh, So I I think that the Packers are are definitely uh, the best uh, um, in terms of the outside linebacker position and the defensive line uh, from uh, an opposing uh, standpoint that this Falcons offensive line has had to deal with so far this year. Um, So it's going to be a a different animal for them to try to protect Matt Ryan on Monday night. Um, And I think this, this is a situation where, uh, perhaps Coach Patton dials up a little bit of extra pressure as well. Uh, we haven't really seen much of that, uh, but I think we could see a little bit more of that. With Kirksey uh, being out, you may want to move those inside linebackers a little, around a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. instead of you know, having them try to match up in the past defensive game, which isn't necessarily a strength. Uh, of a guy like a uh, Ty Summers or if Warren Burks is out there, or even if we're going to have some other guys, uh, from a, you know, uh, hybrid, uh, level out there, if Raven Green or, uh, is getting some additional snaps this week. I, I think they're going to have to send a few more guys from up the middle at that second level as well um it will be interesting to see if that happens uh but i would like to see um a, a few more angles and a few more looks uh to be thrown at matt ryan he's a very very smart quarterback uh you you have to be careful uh, about disguising your looks because he can burn you as well so i fully acknowledge that uh, but um that's the biggest key to me is is getting getting his uh feet um, uh, knocked out from under him a little bit and having to have him get rid of the football, even if you don't get home with sacks, if, if he's being pressured uh, a lot, that's going to uh, make his life a, a lot more difficult uh, as well.
1: Oh, totally agree, Wags. And uh, some interesting things I thought of note uh, from Coach Pettin. Um Actually, I should start with Kenny Clark. I think the good news here is um, you know he wasn't committal uh, Ryan Wood uh, Packer reporter uh, asked him and he said he wasn't sure if he's gonna be able to play um, but he said that he feels good it's not his deci- decision but it, that it's a lot more realistic for him to be playing this week than last week and he thought that he's progressing so that's really good news Wags if we're able to get Kenny Clark back um, and you mentioned Oren Burks interesting thing that I saw Uh, I saw that Coach Patton said that Burks is starting to work with some of the outside linebackers at times as well. Um, So that's a fascinating development uh, from from my end. Um, You know, we've talked at length, I think, at times, in the past about Burks and you know uh, other guys taking opportunities when it seemed like it was his opportunity. He's had some injury issues. Maybe the Packers are trying to move him around and try to find if something else is going to fit. He's been playing pretty well in special teams but still hasn't made much of an impact as the inside linebacker. Um, perhaps the Packers moving him outside. They see something there where they think he could be a, a nice pass rusher and another guy who could drop back into coverage and help out in some of those passing situations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the more they can move guys around and and keep uh, the opposing offenses, and certainly this week with the Falcons, guessing, um, to me, it's worth a gamble at times. I'm not saying they should be sending him in every pass situation, but it's worth a gamble at times to try to turn uh, what's a potential mismatch or weakness on the defense, which is that pass defense on that second level, uh, into a, a mismatch by sending an extra guy uh, against the offensive line uh, because we know this defensive line and edge guys are going to be putting a lot of stress uh, on this Falcons offensive line. So now if you send another guy in there and add to the mix, they might have a free run at the quarterback and if they can get home or, or make Matt Ryan have to throw the ball away, um, that's that's a big win. Uh, you can win some of those plays by by adding that extra pressure. So uh, I... I I endorse uh, what you're you're selling there, Dan, and, and I hope the, I hope the Packers' uh, defensive coaching staff, um, you know, dials it up a little bit more this week. I think certainly there are weeks where it makes sense uh, to kind of just, you know, keep those extra guys in pass coverage, but uh, this I think is a week where you want to take a few shots um, and see if you can disrupt uh, what the Falcons are trying to do offensively.
1: Weggs, how big of a loss is it, uh, this Christian Kirksey loss, uh, going into this week? Um, we've got guys right now, the inside linebacker position that, um, just uh, they haven't had a lot of opportunity to prove themselves. Ty Summers going into his second season. Um, you know, Kamal Martin right now is, um, is still injured. Um, you know, uh, Chris Barnes, who I thought had a really nice week one, but he was an undrafted rookie. Um, it was elevated just a day or so before the first game of the season. So, um, are you going to be watching that inside linebacker position, I guess, as closely as I am on Monday night? Because I think this is a real opportunity for some of these young guys to shine and, uh, make an impact for this defense.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, I, I'm disappointed, um, not, at Christian Kirksey but for Kirksey and the team because he definitely gave us a different element than what we had uh, from that inside linebacker group and it's unfortunate but that was the biggest concern is he has this injury history and uh, yeah it's not the same injury or the same you know um, area of the body that keeps getting hurt but Right. Uh, sometimes being healthy is, is a little bit of a skill. I know that uh, luck is, is a part of it, but sometimes it's a skill, too. And um, so it's unfortunate uh, that uh, the biggest concern when we signed uh, Christian Curse, has now reared its ugly head, and, and he's, he's on the interior reserve now. But, um, look, Ty Summers, I thought, played some pretty sound football last week and, and a very, very tough matchup and, and getting called in in the middle of the game. Um, and he's got to try to, you know, match up with Alvin Kamara a lot. And uh, aside from a couple of plays, I thought he held his own very well. Um, he's a tackle machine. Uh, and he gets in there and he's just a football player. So I, I really like Ty Summers and and I I think I'm confident that he can get out there and uh, deliver. Uh, the biggest thing for me is are they putting him in a position to be successful? Uh, that's something that I question at times uh, that this uh, Packers defensive coaching staff can try to ask a little bit too much out of the guys that are playing at the inside linebacker position. Um And, You know, it's asking a lot if you're going to have Ty Summers out there and he's got to cover sideline to sideline. I I don't think that's a realistic ask, realistic ask for most players uh, that play that position. That has nothing to do with Ty Summers. That's just, you know, something that the the coaching staff, I think, really needs to take a long, hard look at is – how are they using that hybrid guy to really support against the run and put them in a position? We talked about that after the, uh, after this last game, uh, is that, you know, um, it doesn't seem like they're really utilizing that hybrid role all that, you know, efficiently to me. I, I feel like they need to be more aggressive with how they're using that position to help um, in both the pass defense and the run defense, uh, at this second level. Um, yes, that is technically a defensive back, but, uh, I think they need to, you know, recognize that they're gonna need to utilize that guy, um, as a little bit more of a strong safety slash, you know, uh, linebacker, uh, and uh, shore some things up on that second level.
1: Yeah, uh, Wags, and one thing that I saw from Pettin's talk with the media, uh, is that uh, he wouldn't commit to Summers being the guy who's calling the plays. Uh, and I, I think that makes an awful lot of sense, right? This is going to be this young man's first career start uh, in the NFL. And um, maybe one way to um, allow for Summers to settle in a little bit is take one of those types of things off his plate, right? Because in addition to already having to play football at the highest level possible, to have to call those plays Uh, could potentially be burdensome so um, we'll see if ties ends up being the guy uh, doing that or if they have somebody else out on the field uh, that they're comfortable making those plays maybe somebody like an adrian amos i could see as well who's out on the field an awful lot Um, but something else to just keep an eye on one of the mental aspects of the game um, who's actually going to be kind of the field general out there of calling the plays for the defense
0: yeah yeah for sure so anything else uh, defensively or with the falcons offense I, I don't have uh,
1: much else. I mean, they're they're a powerful offense uh, at times. Uh, this is a team that has blown significant leads. I believe uh, two 15-point uh, uh, leads in the fourth quarter, and they've they've uh, blown those uh, in the last couple of weeks. So these are teams that. Uh, look like they can win football games, but also haven't really figured out this year how to close and how to win the game. So um hopefully uh, as a Packer fan, that carries over another week and the Packers can exploit some of these mismatches that we've talked about.
0: Yeah. Although I would prefer that the Packers don't have to come down, come from behind by 15 <laughs> points. In this game. But but if they do and they win, I will forgive <laughs> them. So uh, in any event, uh, okay. X factors, I- I'm going to just jump in and I, I apologize for doing this because it it might be a super obvious X factor offensively. Um, I'm just going to just go with Darius uh, Shepard. He's getting another opportunity here due to injury. And I think he's going to be involved in the offense this week. Uh, And uh, he's someone that you and I both really liked last year coming out of training camp. Uh, Unfortunately, he had a rough start for the regular season and ended up getting demoted uh, but I think it's exciting to see this kid get another opportunity. Um, and, uh, uh he's going to have to, uh, I think come through with some, some catches, uh, particularly with Alan Lazard. We talked, uh, uh offline. Uh, he's the guy that mm-hmm. tends to be that consistent third down threat. I think Darius Shepard might be someone that might need to fill that role this week. And I hope I I'm confident this kid can do it. Um, so I'm excited to see him get out there and potentially make an impact as an X factor this week.
1: That's great. That's great. Um, I, I love it. I think that you're, you're right. I think that um, he, he has an opportunity to be somebody who can be a playmaker for this team. Uh, my offensive X factor legs. Uh, is going to be Jace Sternberger, uh, tight end position. I thought last week he put together some nice catches uh, for this offense with a potentially limited wide receiver core. Jay Sternberger is going to need to continue to step up. I know uh, Tunyon had touchdowns the last couple weeks, but I'm really looking at Jay Sternberger to be a guy who can help move the chains. We need somebody to help move the chains now that we don't have Alan Lazard. That's something that Lazard did expertly for this offense the first few games of the year. Rodgers would look to him uh, in uh, critical situations. I need somebody to step up. I think it's going to be Jay Sternberger. He might not have gaudy numbers wags, but I'm looking for him to maybe convert a third down or two. I'm looking for him to continue to build confidence, trust his hands, and earn the trust of Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, for sure. So defensively, I don't know what the rules are for uh, who qualifies as an X-factor. I realized I called Kenny Clark and He's definitely not, like, an under-the-radar guy. <laughs> he didn't play last week, um, so it didn't really matter either way. Um, so I'm kind of doing the same thing this week. It, Preston Smith is not an under-the-radar guy that you would say, oh, he can be an X-factor. But the way I'm approaching this is impact the player on the on this game. And Preston Smith, uh, he's been going about his business this year, but it's been pretty quiet. Uh, I think this uh, week it changes, and he uh we see his name uh, a few times, and he makes some impact play uh, that may um, you know uh, really uh, elevate uh where where he's at so uh i Preston Smith. Dane, I'm sorry, and and fellow Packer fans, I'm sorry if technically that doesn't meet (laughs) the definition of an X-Factor. But I think this is the week that he kind of comes out uh, of his shell a little bit and uh, really makes a a game-changing impact on the defensive side of the ball.
1: It's a great choice. No, it's a great choice. And I know he's been uh, dropping back into coverage more um, and playing kind of a different role, but you're absolutely right. I mean, he's going to make an impact, right, at some point this year. He's going to have one of those big plays. This definitely could be the week. Uh, Wags, I am very supportive of you. It's Listen, it's our podcast, Wags. You can tell anybody <laughs> in that factory you want. Um,
0: I appreciate uh,
1: that. <laughs> um, I'll stick at linebacker we've already talked about Ty Summers for the same reasons we've talked about I mean without Kirksey there it's his opportunity first to step in and be that starting inside linebacker he's young he's athletic he likes to tackle Wags um, if he has a good game it's noticeable if he has a bad game it's noticeable uh, I believe in him I think he's going to have a really nice game for the Packers he's going to clean up um, any of those missed tackles Uh that you know that on that Kamara play I think was the one that was most notable half the team missed a tackle on that play um, but I expect him to step in and, and and seize the day on Monday night football but um, but he's certainly going to be the x-factor and heck he could end up being the starting inside linebacker for an awful long time if he performs well starting on, on Monday night football.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um any other, you know, players that you want to mention here? Otherwise, it's uh, time for predictions. I think it's
1: predictions. Yeah, Wags. Do you want to go first or do you want me I, to?
0: I think, you know what, I'm going to let you go first this week.
1: Okay, I'm going to go. I've got it all queued up. Um Packers win 31 to 27. Uh The score is not quite as close as it looks on paper, kind of like last week. Um, I think the Packers just get out to a nice start, uh, hot start, and we're able to just really control the game flow, uh, offensively. The defense, we're going to give up a couple big plays because the Atlanta Falcons offense, that's what they do. They're professionals too. They've got two of the more talented wide receivers in all of the football are on the same team. Uh, as you said previously in this podcast, Wags, like you can't just shut them both down. I don't see that happening. Um, I think Ridley probably has a nice day uh against us um i think that um i think that he's just a young athletic guy out there he can stretch the field Julio Jones is still incredible uh, but he is coming off that injury i think Ridley's going to have a nice day uh but i think the packers are able to just control the game wags and um and you know the big thing the key this week is that the Packers get over their third and one, fourth and one woes, and we're able to punch one in near the goal line, and um, and that's going to be really beneficial to this offense long term. So we're going to go four and zero going into the bye
0: week. Yeah, Dane, I love that prediction, and um, you know, certainly I will take the Packers win any any way we can get it, and I don't really have a, a real good reason for this, given the number of injuries that we're dealing with, uh, but I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive in my prediction this week. Um, I think this is going to be a vintage Aaron Rodgers game, and you say, how did he do that? Uh, where the Packers just really lay it on early and get way ahead, and uh, I think the Packers pull away, Falcons put some points up late to make it look a little bit closer and more respectable but really this I think the Packers um you know frankly are just a much better team than the Falcons are and uh, both teams are dealing with injuries but to me the difference is the Packers are just a much better team um and uh, so I I have the Packers just laying it on this week, man. And, and we're going to get some some more A-Rod is just having a, you know, a potential MVP season conversation after this one, <laughs> after a Monday night football. Um And I got the Packers winning 45 to 31. Oh, Packers. my gosh. <laughs> I love it, Wags. Wags, yes, that
1: is what I'm talking about. Uh So you're telling me the Packers are just going to keep – steamrolling teams def- uh, defenses here for the going into the bye week huh i this, love it
0: this falcons defense who how can they stop the packers right now again to me the only way to stop the packers offense with this falcons defense is if the packers offense beats themselves uh if they don't do that i think they just uh just i think they can can pretty much annihilate this falcons defense this week
1: oh man wag i'm going to be dancing if that's what ends up happening. I love your prediction.
0: Absolutely. So anyway, if, uh, any of you folks uh, have any predictions of your own, uh, go ahead and give that she's had hotline a call, uh, 608-285-2128. Call us before the game, during the game, after the game. Uh, we love to hear your reaction. Um, certainly this week we will try to see, um, I, I don't know again, uh, late game. Uh, so not sure about Instagram live at right after the game. We will, uh, but we'll, 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 we'll see if we're celebrating a win. Perhaps we do. It might be a podcast this week. I'm not sure, but, um, just be, uh, tuned in. We'll let you all know what we're going to do, um, uh, certainly, uh, Monday night, uh, after the game. Um, so if we are able to jump on Instagram live, join us there. Um, otherwise stay, stay tuned for another, uh, reaction, uh, uh, recap uh, on the podcast next week, uh, Dane. Anything else that you want to plug? No, just uh, follow us on Instagram,
1: Facebook, Twitter, uh, Lombardi's Legends, and um, rate us uh, on our um, on, on iTunes or Google or Podbean or wherever you can. And please tell your friends and and subscribe and just keep sharing. We're loving how the season's starting, and Wags. I know we'd love to do this pod.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun in any circumstance, but when they're winning like this, it makes it that much more exciting and fun. So um, I think you can say it with us, folks. At this point, that just about does it for this week. Uh, Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.